Hello, and welcome to episode six of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Fennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking of starting one, the Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and inspire you not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And if you want to go beyond the podcast, then head over to veganbusinesstribe.com where you can get lots more free content just like this. Or you could also sign up to get support from Lisa and myself through our forums or get access to our online events or just enjoy connecting with others who are just like you, people who are running and growing vegan businesses themselves. And if you have a vegan business, then you have most definitely found your tribe. And in today's episode, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about, how your vegan business needs to build a tribe to be successful. Now, if you go back far enough, then most of our ancestors lived in tribal groups. So here in the UK, we're mainly descended from those tribal groups. And indeed, where Lisa and I live in the north of the UK, we'd have all been part of the Brigantes who controlled a major part of Northern England. Well, until the Romans turned up and started spoiling it all. And if you go up into Scotland, then the concept of what tribe or clan you come from, it still has some impact on modern culture today. Around the world, people have banded together in groups for safety, for a share of prosperity, or just around a common belief and a way of life. And when you apply the term tribe to business, that definition doesn't really change. We want to belong. It's in our DNA to band together with people who love what we love, who want to achieve the same goals. And we want to buy from those businesses who support and work towards furthering our own world view. But for someone to be in your tribe, they no longer have to live in the next hut to you or on the same Scottish hillside. That person could be anywhere in the world, but believe in the same things that you do. And successful companies, and especially organisations that are based on ethics or who are mission-led, they can create champions for their business by building their own tribe of customers and people who believe to their core in what they do. Now, for some companies, that can be difficult. So if you sell stationery, for example, then it's not going to be easy to build a tribe around you of people who love pens and pencil sharpeners and staplers and make them into your company's champions. That's going to be really hard to do. But if you have a vegan business, you're already part of a global group of people who are brought together by a single cause. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to automatically love what you are doing in your business. Just because someone sets up a vegan business, it does not mean that all the vegans in the world are going to flock to you. And sometimes that can be a real letdown for people launching their first vegan business. But it does mean that you are starting out with a significant point of commonality to build a relationship with your customers. And tribes can start out small. 
many strong movements throughout the centuries have started with a small band of people joined together by a clear, concise, core idea. And a small tribe of motivated people, even just a handful, can achieve a lot more than a large directionless crowd. And you and your business or organisation can become the focus of that tribe. Because to become successful, you need to find the people who really care about what you are doing and absolutely love what you sell. Not just like your product, but simply couldn't live without it. Or you need to find those people who back your company's mission to their core. These are the customers who will support you because your company is bringing about the change in the world that they want to see, and they'll do everything they can to help you succeed in whatever way they can. And that might just be sharing every social media post you make, or it might be buying every new product you bring out, or they might become a champion for your business. But these are your core followers who will rally around you. And it is so important that you find them and that you nurture them, especially in the early years of your business. At Vegan Business Tribe, we've got some amazing champions that we, oh gosh, we just couldn't have built our community without them. And these people, they're still customers. They actually pay to be part of our community, but they act as if we're paying them. And it's because they believe in our mission of helping to support other vegan businesses. Some don't actually need our help anymore, but their monthly subscription means that we can continue to help the people who do. And that's why they don't cancel it. Now, that's what I mean by a tribe. But to get to this point... Either your product has to be amazing, and like I said, amazing means the customer really can't live without it anymore, or your mission has to be something that your customers truly believe in. And if your company's cause is worthy enough, it can give people a huge reason to spend money with you instead of your competitor, even if they find someone else who's cheaper. So take who you buy your electricity from. Have you ever, you know, even given it much thought? Have you actually evaluated the companies you can buy electricity from? Or did you just go with whoever the price comparison site said was the cheapest? I'm guessing the latter one. Because, well, it's hard to get excited about buying electricity. It is just a commodity. So you buy on price and convenience. That is unless... You happen to buy your electricity from Ecotricity, who is the world's first vegan energy supplier. Now, you might have seen the Ecotricity Green Union Jack flags on car charging stations, but the company was founded by lifelong environmentalist and green industrialist Dale Vince. And this is an electricity company that promotes a sustainable and vegan world. It makes sure that none of its energy is generated using animal derivatives. And you might be surprised that some still is. And it's the only electricity company that I know that carries the logos of vegan charities such as Sea Shepherd, Viva and the Vegan Society on their website, Futter. Ecotricity has taken an everyday commodity that most of us, we don't even think about it, and they've created a movement around it. And the best thing is that as a consumer, 
You don't even need to change how or what you're consuming. You just change who you give your money to and you support a company who aligns with your core beliefs. And before you know it, you'll find yourself recommending the company to others who also share your life view. You have joined them on their mission and you've become part of their tribe. And this is really important because if what you sell is just a commodity to the people who buy it, then they're only going to ever buy on price. If the only reason you give someone to buy from you is the actual product itself, then they will compare that to every other product that they could buy instead. And so if you're getting feedback saying that you're too expensive, then well, you know, to be honest, you're probably not. It more likely means that you've just failed to connect with your customer. And in the past, I've used the example of Tupperware. Now, Tupperware sell plastic storage boxes. You know, the sort of things that you keep your food leftovers in in the fridge. But they sell them for up to 10 times as much as other plastic storage boxes. And yes, they will say that their boxes seal more airtight than other people's do. And they'll say that they stack better than other boxes. But really, 10 times better? But people will buy their containers almost religiously. And it might be that they even spend up to £1,000 on Tupperware products over the course of a year just because these people are part of the Tupperware tribe. They're well past the point of evaluating how much each one of these containers cost against the five-pack that you could just easily pick up at the home bargain store for a quarter of the price of a single Tupperware box. And it's worth repeating that point, just as a bit of business advice in general. If people are evaluating you on price, then that's because to them, your product is just seen as a commodity. They are viewing what you sell like a bag of screws or a pack of tissues. They are just buying the cheapest and most convenient and most companies can put up their prices by 10 or 20% without making any changes to the product at all, and they won't see a drop in new customers. So if you're getting feedback that the reason people are not buying is because you're too expensive, then you just haven't convinced them of the actual value of your product or the value of your mission. And this is where we come back to building a tribe. Because as I said earlier, if you already have a vegan business, that means you are likely already on a mission. The reason you launched a vegan business might have been to help others go vegan or to give people a cruelty-free alternative product for them to buy. And finding just 10 people who 100% identify with this mission, your product, your brand, or, or even with you... That's worth more than finding a hundred people who just make a one-off purchase. And that's because those 10 people who really identify and connect with you and your business, they're going to remain your customers and brand champions for years. They will become your free marketing team. These are the people who are going to give you testimonials and they're going to share your company in response to Facebook posts asking for recommendations. They're the people who will rally around you. These people are your company's tribe. But to build that tribe, 
You need to give these people something to rally around. And you might be selling, I don't know, vegan gluten-free cakes. And yes, they might be great. But my local supermarket now stocks vegan gluten-free cakes. My drive through coffee house sells vegan gluten-free cakes. And no matter how great your cakes are, the thing you sell is not going to be enough on its own to build a tribe. Unless your product is completely life-changing or your customers genuinely can't get other alternatives for solving their problem. But if you want me in your tribe, you need to give me a reason to come to you and to keep coming to you to buy my gluten-free cakes when I could easily go elsewhere. You need to give me a reason why, even if I find something that is half the price of what you sell, I won't buy that. I'll keep coming to you because I'm part of your tribe and I believe in your mission. When you start up a company... Don't launch a business. Start a mission. Begin a movement. Now, I can hear what you're thinking right now, and maybe that's my vegan superpowers picking up your brainwaves. But you might say that's great if you've got a company that is educational or if it's directly saving the animals. But what if you've got just a really everyday product? What if what you do is accidentally vegan? Or what if you run a service that hasn't got any real mission behind it? If you're a vegan accountant, for example, then how can you start a movement? If you sell vegan soap, how can you start a mission that will then build and attract a tribe? Well, I'm here to tell you that there is no excuse Take vegan aftershave. There is a huge selection of vegan aftershaves I can buy right now. There are thousands of vegan perfumes, aftershaves, body sprays. And also, because most people get aftershaves and perfumes as gifts, then most vegans are going to end up with whatever the vegan option is in their high street stores or the local supermarkets. But as vegans, we know we can change the world through our consumer choices. And we're really happy to do this. You know, that's what we've done by going vegan. And we just need a company to give us opportunities to do that. Because the aftershave I actually have on my bathroom shelf is from King's Grooming. And it's not the cheapest aftershave. I could buy a cheaper vegan aftershave from Boots or The Body Shop. And although it's good, I mean, their Gorilla Emblazoned Evolution aftershave, it has a real distinct smell to it. But there are other aftershaves that I like the smell of too. But when King's launched, they didn't just create a vegan, cruelty-free aftershave business. They started a movement, and it's one that I believe in. Blue O'Connor, who founded King's, is very open about his own past struggles with mental health and the problems that men especially have in just reaching out, asking for help and talking about their mental well-being. So King's also co-launched a social enterprise called Talk Club, which is funded by the main business. Talk Club supports independently run local groups for men to meet, talk and just listen to each other. Each meetup meeting starts with a simple question. How are you? Out of 10. 
And anyone can set up their own talk club in their own area. Now, this moves Kings beyond just being a company that sells aftershave. It means if you buy from Kings, then you are also funding this wider mission. And that completely changes the relationship that you have as a customer with Kings. The product that they sell almost becomes secondary to what you get out of it as a customer. You are not only supporting a really good vegan business, you are helping to fund a wider mission. Even if you find an aftershave that you like better or it's cheaper, as an ethical vegan customer, where are you going to want to keep putting your money? Are you going to spend it with a big brand when you have no idea what their profits is going to fund? Or are you going to spend it with a company where you know you are positively changing people's lives by doing so? And this is why so many vegan companies use their profits to fund their local animal sanctuary, or they make sure that they also do educational work, or they get involved in activism to help create more vegans. And you're just as likely to encounter the team from Viva La Vegan Clothing at an activism event as you are on their stand at a vegan fair. You're just as likely to find the pension age founder of Mummy Meek Snacks on an animal rights march than in a kitchen coming up with new products because they're not just running successful vegan businesses they are on a mission and you can do this too in fact i would say it's absolutely mandatory because the reason most of us launch a vegan business is because we want to make a change in the world and to make that change you need to attract followers to attract followers you need to have an idea at your core that will band people together. That might be a big thing, such as moving the world to green and cruelty-free energy like Ecotricity are trying to do. Or it might be a small thing, such as giving people the most ethical sugar fix possible like Mummy Meek Snacks try to do. But when you connect that idea with the right people, that's when you build your tribe. And they will spread the word on your behalf. They will be your brand ambassadors. And they will attract more people who believe in what you do towards your company. And you have to remember that every tribe needs a leader. And that leader might be your business or it might be you. You might be the figurehead for the movement. People might buy into your mission and your personality just as much as the product you sell. And we've had so many one-to-one -one Zoom chats with members at Vegan Business Tribe when they've talked about this. They tell us that the enthusiasm that Lisa and I have for vegan business is so infectious. And hopefully you hear that in my voice when I speak to you. You hear how driven we are to help people build successful vegan businesses. And members have emailed us after those Zoom sessions saying that we've made them even more enthusiastic about their own businesses. And that's what they've been missing. So what's going to make people want to be part of your tribe? What's going to give them the same great feeling about themselves or their business by being your customer? Is it going to be that they connect with the mission you're on and they know that the money they spend with you is also helping a cause that they deeply care about? Or is it because you solve a problem that has changed 
their lives. And so they want to introduce other people to you so you can change theirs too. These are the people who are evangelical about what you do. And as I said before, I would rather have just 10 customers who were 100% part of my company's tribe and helping me grow than 100 customers who just bought once and I never saw them again. This is how we started Vegan Business Tribe, with a small, hardcore group of members who really believed in what we were doing supporting vegan businesses, and they helped us grow and spread the message. They truly became our tribe. So the simple answer to how you create a tribe is that you need to give people something worthy to form a tribe around a powerful central idea or mission that people want to support and be part of. And these people will be your biggest champions and they'll go far beyond just being customers. But once you've started building this tribe, then how do you use that? How do you use these people who really love you and your company to help build a business? And once you've found these people who cannot live without your product, how do you then make them into ambassadors for your brand and use them to help grow your vegan company or organization or charity? And the first thing to remember is that your tribe is not motivated by money. They are motivated because they believe in you, your product or your mission. And this is why things like offering them finders fees for new customers or giving them affiliate links so that they can earn money for new signups, it's just unlikely to work. You're looking to develop champions, not salespeople. Champions fight for a cause they believe in. Salespeople are just in it for payday. And unless you're offering a huge fee for somebody finding you a new customer, then the trickle income that they might earn from sending people your way, it's not really going to be much of a motivator. We want people to share our mission from their hearts because that's a much more powerful motivator, not just because they might earn a couple of quid. So the first thing you should do is you should talk to them. And I don't mean just send them an email. Ask if you can give them a call. When you've identified your tribe, find out who they are. Find out how old they are, where they live, what their hobbies are, and what do they care passionately about in life. And if you jump back to episode three of the podcast, then that's all about getting to know and learning from your customers to understand what makes them buy. And doing this will help build up a profile of who your ideal customer is and who your tribe is so that you can find more people just like them. It will also give you some amazing insight into why your best and most passionate customers buy your product. For instance, you might find out that they often buy your product as a gift and they'd love it if you made a gift pack version. Or they might say your product is amazing and great, but wish you did it in a travel size so that they could take it in their bag with them. And you might never get this feedback if they're just a standard customer. But if you get them involved as an ambassador... You open up a more genuine two-way conversation about how to improve your business. And then, once you've got this dialogue with them, make them feel special. These are the people who love your business, so love them back. 
Ask them to get involved. Ask if you can feature them on your website as a happy customer. Or even better, ask if they'll record a video review of your product. And just on their phone will be fine for this because then you'll be able to use it on social media and in your review section on your website. I've seen companies who invite their core fans and customers onto Facebook live feeds with them or who join companies as part of online demonstrations and webinars just because that customer loves the product so much. It's almost like they forgot that they actually paid for it in the first place. And this is so powerful because someone else telling people how great you are has far more impact than you saying your product is great yourself. And it's one of the best ways you can get your tribe to help you grow. Ask them to take a photo of your product or to take a photo whilst they're in a meeting with you and to tag you on social media so that that photo shows up both to their connections and to yours. Ask them if they'd like to join your testing panel so that you can send them samples and new ideas before they're released to the public just to get their reaction and feedback. And all this will get them talking about your product and also make them feel really special, which will make them want to help you more. And then finally, every now and again, you can ask your tribe outright for help. If you see a post, for instance, where a dream customer is asking for recommendations, you can message your tribe and ask if they'll all pile into the comments section and recommend you to them. If you're up for an award, you can email your tribe and ask for their help to get you more votes. And if by helping you, they know that they're also tangibly helping a mission that is close to their heart, such as bringing around a vegan world, then these people will become your most valuable champions, even if they never buy from you again. And this might be the cause if you are selling a service that they can only buy once, for example. The exposure and support they continue to give your company can be phenomenal. And we have to support our tribe in return. This is why YouTubers lose millions of followers when they do something that runs counter to their fans' core beliefs. It's why companies face such harsh backlashes from their tribe when they do something that seems to be against the ethics of the people who buy for them. Your tribe wants to know that you're just as ready to rally around them and their beliefs as their leader and stand up for what you all believe in as they are to rally around you. Okay. So time for a quick recap, because there's been a lot of information there. So let's break this down into some handy bullet points. Number one, successful companies, and especially organizations that are based on ethics or who are mission-led, they create champions for their business by building their own tribe of people who believe to their core in what they do. Number two, just being vegan doesn't mean that people will automatically become part of your tribe, but it does give you a starting point of commonality with your customers if you're selling to other vegans. Point three, for people to join your company's tribe, your product either has to be absolutely amazing, and by that I mean life-changing amazing, or you need to have a real mission that your companies want to support you on. Number four, that mission doesn't have to be directly related to what you sell, but it does need to be something that you 
and your customers really care about. Take King's Grooming and Talk Club, for example, or other vegan companies that support activism and sanctuaries. Point five, once you start to build up a tribe, then get to know them. Make them your best friends and get them involved with your business far beyond just being customers. Make them your champions so that they will help you find more people just like them. 10 customers who are absolute champions for your business is far better than 100 customers who just buy from you once and then disappear. And point six, make sure you support your tribe in return. Always be respectful of the reasons that people join in with your mission and what made them love you in the first place and love them back in return. And let me tell you, follow these bullet points and not only will it help you build a successful business, but you will also pick up a shed load of friends on the way. I mean, starting Vegan Business Tribe, it attracted so many people to Lisa and myself that share our mission to level up vegan businesses, but also people who share our personal ethics. And some of the online events we run, it feels like we're in a room of old friends. And these are all people who are helping us spread our message, whilst also keeping us updated on what changes we've made in their lives. And these success stories that we get back and the testimonials and the feedback we get, that just spurs us on to put more energy into what we're doing. So that's it for this episode. And I'd like to thank you so much for your time. And especially because you've stuck with me right to the end. And now I keep thinking I'll set up an enders club for the people who always get to the end of a podcast and videos. And if this is you, then just do send me an email at hello at veganbusinesstribe.com to let me know you always listen right to the end. And one day I'll maybe sort some badges out or t-shirts. Um, but I'd also really appreciate if you could tap the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast or give us a thumbs up or a five-star review if a platform supports this because that's how as part of our tribe you can also help us find more people to join our mission and finally if you want more great information just like this for free or if you want to support what we're doing with a paid membership which also gives you access to our online events our marketing course and direct access to lisa and i in our forums then head over to the website at veganbusinesstribe.com because I'd love you to truly and officially become part of our vegan business tribe.